Recreational marijuana is now officially legal in Minnesota, but this may not be great news for the climate. A 2021 study found that growing just one ounce of marijuana indoors can result in the greenhouse gas emissions equal to burning a tank of gas. So as the cannabis industry continues to expand, how can it reduce its massive carbon footprint? Ari Seaman is CEO and founder of OGAG Tech and COO of C4. He's been working for years on sustainable agriculture, particularly in cannabis. Hi, Ari. Welcome to ClimateCast. Hello. So why is growing marijuana so carbon intensive? You know, typical agriculture uses greenhouse or outdoors and farms. But cannabis growers, they learned in the basement. They went to a warehouse. They went to a big garage. You know, basically, when you look at it, you know, you're taking the sun, which is that powerful, and you're taking lighting and using that amount of energy to grow cannabis. So is it as simple as the electric power to run the lights is the primary source of greenhouse gas emissions for cannabis? Well, it's the lights, but then because the lights produce so much heat, then it's the cooling. So then you have enormous HVAC costs that are associated with the lighting. Then you start using more water. Then you start using, you know, CO2 burners and all these things that you're trying to replicate outdoors in a controlled environment uh, indoors. So tell us about some of the specific ways that the industry has tried to become more sustainable and what's working. We've really had a strong push for many years with LED lighting um, and efficiency lighting. Every lighting expert in the world came out saying, here, I have a grow light for cannabis. Um, Heating and cooling and water conservation, water filtering. I mean, there's really no more tools you can change. What's left is the energy and how do we reduce it or how do we create and store it differently? And tell us, you're working in that area. Tell us more about what you've created. So what we've been able to do is we have by land and license one of the largest cannabis farms in California. Um, We went out and said, we're going to go fully off-grid. So we're going to use solar power, battery storage, wind turbines, and a generator. So we develop technology that reads the information from the weather, predicts when the equipment's going to turn on based upon temperature and humidity or schedules on their pumps and irrigation. And then we are able to have enough time to blend power. You know, if you only have 40% of the solar available to run your facility, we now have the technology and logic to mix some batteries, mix some wind, take a little off a generator, to have 100%. Can you tell us how much of a reduction you have measured so far with your operation when it comes to greenhouse gases and power? My farm in California, I have a $3,000 utility bill on a 30,000 square foot building. Facilities around would be thirty dollars to $100,000. So we're running fully off-grid, so we're about 90% reduction in our carbon footprint. Can this technology be used on other types of farms? Absolutely. We're uh, right now uh, engaged in working on one of the most famous farmers' uh, facilities in Ohio. We're going to be working on a one-megawatt system. Um, Farms, traditional farms, you know, they didn't have an avenue for, I guess, reduction of their power until you know, some of the renewables and technology uh, that's available. So we're excited about doing that as well. And where do you hope sustainable agriculture practices will be in the next decade? You know, we're hoping that adoption of renewable energy, the acceptance of it, 
in terms of the reliability uh, is known. And new power sources that are out there being invented every day can assist in lowering the energy cost. But right now, most of the the industry in general and our world is coal and gas, and uh, hopefully the renewable section will fill in that gap. Ari Seaman with OGAG Tech and C4, thanks for sharing your work with us on ClimateCast today. Thank you so much. I appreciate the time. That's ClimateCast. I'm NPR News Chief Meteorologist Paul Hutton.